that which stalks us from the dark corners of the unknown dwell within our primordial psyche. The nature of man is an unforgiving wilderness of the mind, a haunting mirror image of the cosmos, blue umbrian psychosis. Losing your way in the labyrinth can mean the end of your life, or the deprivation of senses can obscure the glaring illusions which bind us to a false sense of grandeur. Civility is the construct, the truest of falsehoods. The primordial self is divinity, and even in enlightenment, we are eternally beholden to the smoldering and churning emptiness of the aether, lost within our madness and the stars. to the nightclub where we are the ones who go stark raving mad and get our dicks pulled off and get our dicks pulled off (laughs) i am i'm gummy mouth maxel boon (laughs) oh shit gummy mouth maxel (laughs) (laughs) and uh tonight i am joined by roman polanski and and um and knocked and this- up Sharon Tate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're gonna have a baby. But not for long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to get this bad taste out of my mouth. Um, this evening is gonna be special. This is basically a a boy boy special. Um, yeah, this whole it kind of is. We're gonna move on to a movie that was handpicked by ricky uh so we're gonna talk about madman and then um there's gonna be a a new segment at the end of the show to cap off tonight's extravagant eerie experiences i just tried to do alliteration with ease it didn't work out too well job. no it was great (laughs) so um yeah we're gonna introduce that segment after the midnight ritual so stay tuned for that but before we get to all that I want you to join us. You can find the Nightclub Podcast on Instagram and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Facebook and all the fucking places except YouTube. We're not on there yet, but give us time. We've got ideas. You can also write up a review on any of these podcatchers. Give us that five-pointed pentagram rating and, you know, we'll read it on the show. Or you can reach out and touch pure evil by visiting our website, nightclub.fireside.fm for more um, send an email no one does so 
It's not like we're not used to that. <laughs> Nightclub, join us. Cat's biting the shit out of me. Your cat's biting the <laughs> shit out of you? Yeah, why are you biting me, dude? Because <laughs> you're like, trying to do something important? He's like, no touch the belly. No touch Ricky, my belly, sir. Ricky's like trash and the cat's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to eat on his trash. It's like gnawing <laughs> on Ricky's leg. Knock you around a little bit like you're a paper, like a, a balled up piece of newspaper. <laughs> this little guy, <laughs> this little guy likes anything like they got to lock up the toilet paper because he gets in the bathroom and he just destroys all the rolls of toilet paper and then leaves it everywhere all over the house. What an oh. asshole. Yeah, he's a real dick sometimes. Cats tend to be assholes, But he's awesome. Man. No, he's he's cool. He's actually the coolest one. He reminds me a lot of my cat that I had a long time ago, who was mm-hmm. the coolest cat I've ever met. Kind of bonded yeah. with this little dude a lot. But right What's now he's in thing? right now he's in asshole mode. Uh he's Taylor's cat. So he has a few different names, sort of. Most people just call him Kitty Kitty. I've sure. been calling him Gargamel and um, uh, what else? All, all kind of random shit. You know what? Today, his name is Mars. Hey, Mars. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should name it's it. It's my widow, mad man. What's that? TP. TP. <laughs> TP. You okay over there, TP? TP stands for the pussy. Oh, it's shit. Like, <laughs> it stands for fucking toilet paper. That too. Well, that yeah, the cat Angel. was destroying. Yeah, right. Oh, I That's like that right. tie he's, he's TP. He's TP now. We had some... Get him a little sweet... belt buckle. <laughs> we had some sweet kitties who ended up being assholes, though, because they started killing each other. Aww. But that's neither here nor there. That's what, too we're cosmic, get, bro. It's too cosmic for this episode. <laughs> um, here and there. It, it's horrible. And so at this point, I will segue us into the Midnight Ritual. I know this isn't the normal flow of the show, but tired wife. Right, right, right. So. Hey, when you say you're going to segue things. Off a cliff. Nice. Nice. Damn. Brought the joke back. Yeah. Yes, you did. That's an old nightclub callback right there. Yes, it is. It's very obscure. <laughs> That's for the OnlyFans. When you oh, shit, segue Dad. things, what if you what if you subway things? Oh shit! Eat fresh. <laughs> They're gonna listen fresh. Oh <laughs> shit! Oh, this cat wants to attack the mic. <laughs> oh no! Stop it from doing that. He's attacking. Y'all, y'all ready to get into this shit? You're so cute, though. I just I just don't want to tell you no. Yes. But you gotta we go. Can, we can sacrifice it. Yeah, we could. I mean, it's just TP we're talking about. It sucks that none of this is getting into the episode. <laughs> I mean, it could get sprinkled in. I don't, <laughs> sprinkling in is hard to do. <laughs> Little sacrifice sprinkle. <laughs> oh shit. Why are you torturing me like this? Why?
Madman, originally titled Madman The Legend Lives, based off of a Frank Sinatra tour, is a 1981 or 1982 American slasher film written and directed by Joe Giannone and starring Galen Ross along with Paul Ellers as the titular Madman. The plot focuses on an axe-wielding murderer named Madman Mars who, after accidentally summoned by a group of campers during a campfire tale, begins to stalk and murder the young adults. Now, I know, I know we had some disparity between whether or not he was summoned or whether or not he just kind of lived in that house that right, he was right. still chilling in in the woods. Everything I come across say he was summoned. With, with, with that being said and the fact that he's lighting candles in the basement later and shit like that, and the fact that, you know, by the end of this, we're going to figure out just how cosmic. Oh, you know, Max really just makes a reference to his cosmicism right away. Hold on, hold on. Okay, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to I mean, it. I, and I, not the I one I mentioned you, before, but another one. I want you to tell us how he's how okay. this is cosmic, because this is okay. the whole this is the, the crux of this episode is we're continuing the cosmicism from from the Black Mountainside and, and Madman Mars is cosmic folks Cropsy is merely another name for the boogeyman something whispered around the campfire to scare children. Originating in the 1970s, this spook was passed along up and down the Hudson Valley. Cropsey was said to be an escaped mental patient, wielding an axe or a hook for a hand, waiting around any corner to strike, taking his victims below ground under the abandoned ruins of the old Seaview Hospital. This urban legend grew throughout the decade and into the 1980s, when for several unfortunate victims, this legend became all too real. The Willowbrook State School on Staten Island was an institution for children with intellectual disabilities but was poisoned by rampant sexual abuse and corporal punishment, severe overcrowding leading to unsanitary conditions, and many children in the name of hepatitis research were intentionally infected with the virus. In 1972, Geraldo Rivera published an expose that revealed the horrors inside the Willowbrook State School and ignited a national scandal that led to the school shutting down 15 years later. That same year, in 1987, Andre Rand, a former janitor at Willowbrook, was arrested in connection with the disappearance of Jennifer Schweiger, a 12-year-old girl with Down syndrome. At the time, Rand was homeless and living in a makeshift campsite on the grounds of the abandoned school, not far from the ruinous Seaview Hospital that was so closely tied to the Cropsey legend. 
Over a month after her disappearance, searchers found Jennifer's body in a shallow grave on the desolate school grounds where the drifter had been living. Rand was charged with the murder, and four other child disappearances were linked to him, but none of their bodies were ever found. For the people of Staten Island and that northeastern part of the United States, the legend of Cropsey is not a frightening tale or a cheesy slasher film, but a living nightmare that lurks in the dark. Initially, this film was based on the urban legend of Cropsey from uh, Staten Island or New York City, the Forgotten Borough. New York and- City? <laughs> it's almost like it had an echo when he said it. Nice. <laughs> New York, York, York. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that, that's what they were planning on doing, but they found out that um, the burning was, was also based on Cropsey and it was in production already, so they kind of had to rewrite the script and, you know, figure, figure that shit out. And, and they did. And um, when oh, the yeah, film yeah. came out, it, it uh, initially it, it received like really shitty reviews and was even um, like seized by police in England what? during the video, during the video nasty era, you know, about video nasties. I, I actually don't, I keep seeing that no. and hearing that, that term, but I don't know what the fuck that is. So, Video nasties were what they were calling certain movies in in uh, England during the uh, the eighties and shit. That like they 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 were deemed too horrible to to watch. Like they were banned uh, basically. Oh my god! That, yeah, that you can equate it to it being banned. Um, they banned the film. You couldn't show it. You couldn't buy it. You couldn't own it. Video nasties. Um, can you maybe spell one, Cropsey for me? Uh, C R O P S E Y. That's exactly how I thought it would be. It, it sounds like it would be something nasty, like a big gaping asshole. Oh, that's a cropsy, a big gaping asshole. Yes. Yeah, that's what you call that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when they filmed the movie uh, in 1980, they filmed on location in Fish Cove, which is in Southampton, Long Island. Pretty pretty close to you know, it's in the area where the urban legend originates. So pretty cool. Fish Cove provided them a house to film in, as well as 25 cabins that could house the cast and crew. So they kind of, you know, damn, they kind of had it made. And even though the movie got bad reviews upon release, um, within the last decade or so, it's gained a cult following. Um, so people are coming around to Madman Mars and what he offers. And thanks to Ricky, I mean, this is the movie we're covering tonight, so... He definitely came on you. Yeah, buddy. I mean, I mean, came to you <laughs> when he came on you. When he saw your cropsy. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he saw he saw a picture of your cropsy and he came on you. He, he, came re- your, he revealed that that big cropsy. He came in your cropsy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Disturbing. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> long, long ago. The fifth wind blew, stole the man's mind, left him blood made.
amongst the trees appeared with the breeze to kill them and to drag off their bodies. A chill in the air, the scent of death crawling, full moon's witness as one by one they trespassed his ground and chose to take chances dragged into the black furrows in the ground dragged into the night their bodies never found on the night of the fifth when nothing could save them, there was no protection from the darkness and the doom. The wind held his mind, and a man turned to murder. Black gusts in the night, damp with their blood, death. Breath in the night, dripping their blood, dripping their blood, dripping their blood. It all started during a campfire at North Seas Cottage, a special retreat for gifted children. The film opens with a group of senior counselors and campers, T.P., Betsy, Ellie, Dave, Stacy, Bill, and the middle-aged head counselor, Max, gathered around a campfire and telling the tale, The Legend of Madman Mars. As Max describes, an evil man, ugly and mean, who beat his wife, brutally punished his children, drank at the local tavern and fought all the time so he was just a brawler he was always fucking getting into shit he was just a good old boy bro that's all he is bro just just big nasty just big nasty from mamu bro he was just a big nasty oh big nasty is a real oh shit man (laughs) big nasty he's real Oh, don't do it. That's the end. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. And the whole time Max is talking about this, they keep flashing back to like Mars, his feet like stomping through the cab, his house, like th- just along yes. the floorboards, and people, people just suddenly getting murdered. Um, one night he here is the line. One night he went stark raving mad. He murdered his wife with an axe chopping her into little pieces he then killed his son and daughter before heading to the tavern placing the bloody axe onto the bar and ordering himself a beer he was set to hang and left for dead but he mysteriously broke free escaping into the woods max explains that anyone that says his name will awaken him and he will attack i'll get you all his name is madman mars is that what they said one by one you'll fall <laughs> and he mm-hmm. says his name is madman mars 
Pops. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. He's- so Richie, who is a cocky teenager, he he's, he fucking throws like a rock through the I love, window. I, I, I love the way he stands up and like just like his body language and his head movements when he's like, oh, Madman Mars. It's and so it, over the top. It's it's so ridiculous, but I, it makes me laugh every time. I love it. So 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 the campfire tale and him like calling out the name, which is what Max said, don't do. Right. T- to me, this is the summoning. This is right. this is because right after he throws a rock and it goes through the window of of Madman Mars's house, and uh, Max decides to end the campfire and he tells everyone that you know he hopes that they enjoyed his story and this is his way of saying goodbye and good luck. As everyone marches single file, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> so stupid, um, smart, but also it looks the way they do it is dumb. Uh, Richie stays behind because he sees the silhouette of a man in a tree and, and says follows nothing to no one. He decides <laughs> to investigate it on his own. Right. He, he follow he follows the silhouette back to a seemingly abandoned house. Uh, Richie then explores the homestead while someone creeps around in the cellar. This is when you get like the candle lighting. It's almost like some kind of ritual starting, you know. Right. This is to me. Yeah. This is tying into the cosmic shit, dude. I don't now, know. Now, let me also say, we we already. I don't know if we already made the joke. Um, you know, Max is telling the story and he's going on about you know how one day for no apparent reason. Mars went stark raving mad. And right. and, and my correction is that, you know, one day due to the indifference of the universe, Mars <laughs> became cosmically enlightened. Okay. <laughs> um, and furthermore, Max also references his cosmicism later, uh, uh, shortly after that, when he's explaining why you don't say his name and he says it's because he can be anywhere at once oh fuck he's like the he's Dude, like the cosmic daredevil he's omnis he's he's omnipresent bro he can be anywhere at once he might not be omnipotent he might not be omniscient but he's omnipresent according to max damn Enough so that if anytime you're in the woods he doesn't say these he says anytime you're in the woods if you say his name above a whisper, he can hear you. And it, apparently that just pisses him off enough to come back and fucking get yeah. you and, and your whole squad. Well, after that, every everybody's safe in their cabins. And uh, Betsy's confiding in Stacy about her and TP. And, you know, they, they plan to make friends once they get back to the city because you make friends at camp, right? Sure. Um. Meanwhile, Max and another counselor try to pull an axe embedded in a tree stump or, or a log. They, they, they're trying to get it. It's almost like the legend of King Arthur, you know? Right. That's How TP, isn't it? Yeah, it's TP. Yeah. TP they're trying to just all over the place being ridiculous. They're trying to pull the sword from the stone. TP. Joe Giannone. I can't get over it. And and Gary Sales. They're fucking awesome. I would say so, yes. Um, they can't. By the way, Max. I would say so, yes. Yes, I, well, I do believe they are quite awesome, as the children say back in the quite, day. Quite. Uh, quite. Max and Max and TP cannot pull the axe from from the sump, like unlike uh, Arthur who pulled the sword from the stone. 
I don't know what I'm doing. Um, it's because they're not the chosen one. They're chosen. <laughs> chosen. I believe. Therefore, I we're am the on a bridge. Oh, <laughs> this is evolving and devolving at the same time. Yeah. A drunken camp chef, <laughs> the kids called Dippy, <laughs> has retreated to his cabin where his throat is slit by a swift strike from a disfigured man in overalls. So that when you say he's a good old boy, we finally see, you know, his get up. And yeah, the silhouette, yeah. the silhouette that was up in the tree, that's a motherfucking redneck, son. And he's named after a planet. That's right. One of the coolest planets. The planet of war and death. Yeah, right. I mean, or well, Mars was the god of war, right? Right, right. As Richie explores the creepy old house, the murderer Mars stows his fresh kill downstairs by candlelight. The counselors have another talk with Max back at the cabins before he leaves for supplies, and TP apologizes publicly for his curt conversation with Betsy earlier at the campfire. So fucking awkward. Yeah, we kind of we kind of missed that. What was he? What was he wanting her to do? Quit oh, school he- or something? No, he was wanting her to meet him somewhere so they could go bang. And she was like, I don't know about it tonight, bro. You scared all those little kids. And and he's like, come on. They were having fun. And she's like, nope, totally dry, not feeling it. And he made, he made a big deal about it. And then uh, that other chick, um, the one who kind of looks like uh, that princess, the French princess uh, from uh, Braveheart, that's who she kind of looks like to me. What, the one that's always starstruck? Like, she's always like, oh. No, no, not the one that grins like a dummy. Not the grinning idiot one. The Not, um, not, not the Downs lady? No, not her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, my uh, God. I know, I know. Oh, it's, what's, it's so wrong. And I, I can't remember her fucking name, but she, she looks kind of like that, that chick from Braveheart to me. But but anyway, um, she, she kind of, like, cuts it short. She's like, man, you guys are... <laughs> I think her exact words are like, you guys are making this a public affair. <laughs> well, the, the the girl that's touched in the head, she she's the one that the, the guy <laughs> she's the no, one that the guy that the guy wants. away with words tonight. She's the one that, that like uh she's like contemplating leaving school for, for her boyfriend, right? That's oh. Ellie. Ellie and Bill. May, maybe so, yeah. I, I I'm not remembering that right now, but maybe. Nobody well, matters except T P. That's right, because oh, in, the, in, the, in the following scene, bro, this is where it gets real sexy. All it right, it's real Co- cosmic for sure. Cosmically sexy. If you're gonna ask, why is this? So, so TP and Betsy are twirling after around gratu- after some gratuitous girl talk. Oh God! Little, little Joe Bob reference. No, uh. Oh. <laughs> so after Betsy and Stacy are having their little conversation and whatnot, she decides to go meet TP at the hot tub for a the hot, the the hot, hot tub. tub. Yes, <laughs> for a, Get it right. Uh, it's the Wesley Arms t- hot tub. <laughs> they're they're at the fucking Fish Cove hot tub. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they never say the name of this camp, do they? I don't believe so. No. I don't, I don't think they do, man. This is fucking whatever. Camp Cropsy. Camp Cropsy. Right. Camp Gaping Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
TP and Betsy are twirling around all slow and sensually in this in this hot tub and with TP's with TP's weird belly button and his belt buckle <laughs> that says TP on it. Yeah. So stupid. Gotta so, get a belt buckle. It's an amazing song too, by the way, that's playing. Oh, it's the oh yeah. Best. Oh oh we're hearing it don't right need, now. Don't, don't you worry. Don't need words, bruh. Don't need words. Y'all hear don't that folks? Need words to know. Fucking R and B dumpster fire of a song. Um, I'm so sad I don't remember this song. It's the best. My boy's singing about magicians and shit. Yeah, oh. the fucking best. This this scene here, even if there wasn't all the other stuff that we mentioned, this scene alone makes this movie cosmic. Okay, so because Mars is watching. Mars is watching this. And he's watching from outside. He and he's pretty indifferently watching it. He looks at their yeah. clothes on the floor and he thinks about stealing stealing them. I think. I think he thought about just stealing their clothes so they'd have to come <laughs> out and run around naked. Yeah. But, but then he but then he refrained from that. He'd be in the corner being all like, "That's how he laughs." Yeah. Same way he does everything else. No, he is because he doesn't go kill them at that moment. He's like he sees it and he's like, "I'm indifferent." I gotta mention, we mentioned the twirling, but they're they're fucking kissing, man. Like, god damn. Yeah, but not before they play. They do that weird little, like you said, fucking vulture circling dance of sensual death. I guess it, it's <laughs> it's so weird, man. They're just like spinning and going around the pool in circles, and it's I don't know, it's crazy. When did I say that? Yeah. Oh. The, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, on on uh, the gram. Follow us on on Instagram, everybody. At, at <laughs> the nightclub podcast. Oh, uh, when I review, when I gave like a little synopsis of Madman like a year ago. I yeah, think. I read that and I was laughing. <laughs> I saw you liked it. Um. <laughs> so me, meanwhile, uh, Dave finds out that's the guy that was leading everybody back in single file. He finds out that Richie didn't follow them, so he informs the counselors about TP, and he searches the woods for uh, – no, 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 no. He informs the counselors about this. TP searches the woods for uh, Richie, and while he's glancing around with the flashlight and the brush, he scans over for just a moment and sees Madman lurking in the, in the leaves. And he says, back. TP, is that you? I mean, uh, Richie, is that you? Yeah, because the first, because this is the first time we get to see, like, kind of clearly what right. what Mars looks like, and he, I would not confuse him for any human being. No, no, I, I don't think T, I don't think Richie looks anything like Mars. I was gonna say, I think Mars. By the way, like, like when you see him this first time, if you're a modern horror fan, you would you would see the influence for um, Victor Crowley from Hatchet. Absolutely. Uh, the split, you know, the split open f- kind of face that that Crowley has. Uh, Mars has a disfigured face in because his nose was bitten off during a fight or and something. Apparently, like that. Max knows that he didn't even feel it, and I'm like, how the fuck would you know that? Anyway, yeah, he didn't <laughs> feel a thing. It's like, right. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm glad he told you. He was he was a possessor at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh yeah. So so TP says it smells like death, and then he was gonna say it smells like death because you smell death when when Mars approaches, 
But just Richie a, snuck up behind him with the noose and uh, yeah, ri- yeah, him Richie. Up from the tree. <laughs> so a noose is slid over his head his, with his bit off nose and his gaping <laughs> wound in his face and his overalls and barefoot with the claws on him and all that shit. You know, Dude. Richie oh that we saw earlier. <laughs> oh shit! Oh yeah, Richie, aka the 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 cosmic split face Mars is uh, <laughs> he, the cosmic he Sasquatch him. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he strings him up in a tree and um no, that TP? part was pretty yeah it's TP that yeah yeah was pretty epic it was <laughs> it's one of my favorite kills what it, what he did babe <laughs> he strung that guy up and then his eyeballs were like gouging out of his fucking head I like the fact that he was actually smart enough to reach for the branch above his head and like pull himself up yeah that's like the only the only smart thing anyone's done in this whole movie aside from the kids that were smart enough to go to a special gifted kid camp so am I wrong like when he's hanging from the tree his eyes aren't like bulging out of his fucking head I don't recall I mean I think what you're probably bulging but I think what you're thinking of is a is a scene a little bit later and we'll we'll get to it but 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 it is a death a death scene yes um, yeah, when yeah when he's pulling himself up um, over the over the branch that could spell his doom, Mars comes back and he's like, "Nah, fuck this," and he just pulls his legs down, and in doing so, the noose... he grabs that stupid belt buckle and just pulls down as hard as he can. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you hear oh, yeah. a very satisfying uh, bone crunching, neck breaking sound as you see TP's stupid lifeless body go limp. So fucking pointless. While Richie tries totally pointless. For... That's what TP stands for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While Richie tries looking for a way back to camp, Dave ventures out into the woods due to Betsy worrying about TP's disappearance. She claims to have seen a vanishing shadow right before TP left, but the others think she is a little spooked. As Dave leaves the cabin, the monstrous Dave's, Dave's hand... a real dick, by the way. I've got to say. Dave. Because he's first of all, they're they're chilling out in the cabin. They're they're high, and they're talking all philosophical and shit. And uh, he just decides that he's gonna try to freak everybody out and go on this weird rant about how any one of them could be a killer and he could fucking hide oh, yeah. their bodies and that scene. That, that scene that was shit. actually kind of like, damn, dude, what are you doing? Right. I was like, man, like, you don't know these people well, and, and, and you're then, all, like, stoned. And then they have a cuddle fight. And then they have fight. a little tickle cuddle fight. It, it's yeah. so weird. It's like, it's dude. So, it's, it's so cosmic. If <laughs> It's too cosmic. If a, <laughs> it's a cosmic cuddle fight. Tickle if a, fight. If a grown yeah, person to... did any of that shit while I was high, that I'd be like, what the f- I'd, I'd I'd be wanting to fight. That's all there is to it. <laughs> That's y'all need, too much. y'all need a cosmic count. Y'all say cosmic so much. Hey, everything's cosmic, Angel. It's that's what that's what this is all everywhere. about. Yeah, it's everywhere TV. now. Totally pointless. We're the cosmic Cajuns. Yeah, we've established this. <laughs> We're counting cosmic cryptids. Cryptids. Kip 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 
look, we got we gotta we gotta we gotta go out with Dave. So Dave exits the cabin and he's stalked at this point uh, by, by Madman Mars, who has retrieved the axe from from the log. So he's King Arthur now. Yeah, he's the chosen one. As the wind howls and the night owls hoot, Dave continues on until he discovers the dead hanging body of TP. Utterly shaken, he runs, hides, and pulls out his knife. Believing he is in the clear, Dave <laughs> emerges from his hiding spot and is attacked by an axe-wielding maniac. This is our Mars, guys. So Stacy tells Betsy she's going to go find Ellie and Bill, and so she leaves, and she interrupts their private tent sex party that they're having. Right. Uh, and she's like, hey, everyone's disappearing. <laughs> so you guys might want to get the fuck out of here and come back to the cabin. Right. But, you know, go ahead and finish up first. Right, right, right. <laughs> you that, know, that was and you know, funny. right here and, and throughout the movie, I was getting serious unicorn vibes from Stacy. Unicorn vibes? And, and yeah, yeah, serious. I recently found out what a unicorn is. Me, me too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Damn. This yeah. is a new, I guess it's a new term. It probably started with the whole My Little Ponies brony shit <laughs> that was a thing a few years ago. They had a documentary about it even called, Bro- I think it was called Bronies. A Damn. few years ago? That's like a decade ago now. Look, man, I'm old. Yeah, all right? we're old. You know and what? The kids, like the kids have probably been saying it forever. The kids have probably been saying it forever. But anyway. What, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, None of it matters. Um. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to touch on Dave's death a little. We're not or, there yet. We're not there yet? Nope. Okay. All right. Can I sign out? What? She, she, Angel's done. Angel's done, everyone. <sighs> I'm done. She's got to go back to her. She's got to go back to her house where she's going to have the Folgers heiress and some other people over yeah. for, for, a little, for a little nightcap. And um, don't, right. don't, don't, don't worry if you hear any sounds outside the house. Any knives scratching at the door. I'm sorry, Sharon. Fine. I'm sorry, Sharon. I'll uh, you go sorry, ahead and Sharon. get some rest. You'll be so startled, Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. Okay, Sharon. Well, okay. thank you for thank you for being on uh. On my whole two cents that I put into this episode. I yeah. loved it. I'm gl- I loved it. I'm glad you like TP as much as I do. I can't get over his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. It, oh yeah, it's cosmic. You need to literally oh, make so, a, yeah. You need to Hold literally on. count them, Travis. And then I'm when not. you're going through edit, when you edit, you need nope. to like put a little number and not not doing it. Oh man, it's too much. It's too many times. <laughs> Rowan Rowan had her first um, sprinkle of um, existentialism today. Oh shit. Existential, existential, existential. What the fuck am I trying to say? Existentialism, existentialism, existentialism. Oh there my go. god! Yeah, that, that was. It is like this is the nightclub. It's the nightclub. We can't talk oh. and think. What do you want from us? Did you just like go Super Saiyan or something? Travis? Yes, I did. Powered I'm up. glad it's, you recognize the fucking the majesty that is the Saiyan race. Yes, it's I did. It's, it's above nine thousand. <laughs> yep. It's above nine o'clock. It's my bedtime. Tell the Rowan story. Oh yes, yeah, Rowan. Yes, please. Rowan in the car. She says, "Mom." Rowan's our happy? daughter. <laughs> she says, "Mom, are you happy?" I said, "Yes." 
is my mom happy? I said, yes. She said, is everyone happy? I said, yeah, why? She said, um, what did she say next? Is everyone on planet Earth happy? No, she says, yes. Is every, no, she said it some other way. What's the way you told me? Anyway. Yeah. Is everyone on Earth happy? And I said, yes. (laughs) She she said, uh, she said, mom, she's like, why are we here? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, bro. My daughter's cosmic. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? She said, why are we on this planet? I said, I don't know. I said, why? She's like, why did the aliens put us here? Oh, no. She said that? That's amazing. I'm like, what? Our daughter is a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, why does everyone think the planet is round? I want to say this right now. I have nothing. I've never talked to her about aliens or anything. Right. This is crazy coming out of her mouth. I'm like, she's three years old. That's amazing, dude. And, and she can she write says, her own name. She, and then she says, uh, um, oh, yeah. She's like, why do they put us here? And I said, I don't know. It says some things we just don't know. And she says, uh, in the way, she says, she says, why? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know why. And she said, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not knowing why totally makes sense, too. That's it really awesome. does. If you fucking think about it long enough, everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you for that story and thank you for being on as long as you were. We will continue on without you. Good night and good luck, wife. Night, night. Good night. Mashed potato, share and take. Mashed potato out. Hey, is it going to stop the recording if I leave? No. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. It's just me and you. Holding it down, Woody. Holding it down. All right. So where the fuck were we? <laughs> um, uh, oh, you wanted to touch on Dave's death, but hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we're, we're not get there to... yet, I guess. No. <laughs> um, so Stacy – yeah, yeah, okay. Stacy attempts to then drive out into the woods, but her truck won't start. So she kind of like quickly fixes the, the issue after tinkering around under the hood and is uh, – She's barely pulling away as Mars is slowly reaching towards the passenger door, and but you know she kind of gets away from him. Um, Ellie and Bill then return to the cabin, but they immediately tell Betsy like, "Hey, we're gonna go help find everyone." Bye, and they leave, kind of right. like how fucking Arge just completely abandoned us like halfway <laughs> through the episode, leaving us to wither and rot in this field that is a a, a movie review or breakdown. <laughs> Uh, anyway, not graced with her her presence anymore. Guess we don't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's all she's the most cosmic, right? <laughs> she said, Fuck this whole shit. <laughs> no, she's tired. She's like, um, y'all say cosmic too much. Fuck y'all. Yeah, fuck it. Bye. <laughs> y'all talked about Godzilla. Y'all y'all are too cosmic for too long because Godzilla came up a lot in the last episode. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Bay. Stacy ventures into the woods on foot, Morris close behind. She she comes across the corpse of Dave and flees back into her vehicle, 
but unfortunately it stalls again. So when she comes across Dave's corpse, she wanted to touch on his his death. And, we didn't, and now I'm we thinking didn't know he died until this point because his kill was off screen. Right. I also wanted it was to, a, it was a cutaway. I also wanted to talk about Stacy for a minute. Um, she was kind of a bitch before she left, right? When she's telling Betsy how she's gonna go look go look for Dave and the others, and uh Betsy's like, I don't know about all that, and she's like, That's the difference between me and you. I'm not content to just sit around and wait. <laughs> I was like, God yeah. damn, bro. Like Well cool I think, off. <laughs> I, I think that was also her way of saying though, like don't just be don't just be stuck on TP. Like you're gonna have to, you know, get over get over him and get over all this whenever you go back to the city type deal. You know, that's a good point. But it still seemed really bitchy to me. I was like, God damn, man! Like, <laughs> I think I, I mean I, I I just chalked it up to like tough like a tough love comment. Like not it's catty. I mean you know. Yeah. So like, I didn't think it was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I don't, I don't. For, for someone you don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like they just met. They were talking about how they're becoming friends. She was just keeping, keeping it fucking real, man. She I don't was know. keeping it real as fuck, bro. Keeping it cosmically real, I guess. <laughs> she was, she was, she was keeping it cult. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. This is where it starts. <laughs> he was keeping it cosmically cold. <laughs> oh, damn. damn. So, yeah, and this is when keeping it cold goes wrong because Poof. after she finds Dave's body, she flees back to the car. And, and in a panic, she, she's trying to get out of there, but the car stalls again. That awesome so she, square body truck. She opens the truck's hood to, like, patch the problem again. Yeah, she gets then, under there with a screwdriver and a flashlight taps around on something that you can't see because she's not holding the flashlight to where she can see it and then gets back in the truck and it starts <laughs> i was like her dad never made it. she never held the flashlight for her dad so well, that, now that she was, doesn't know how to hold it as an adult that would that was earlier that was earlier now right. she she's she's trying to do that 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 bullshit again that, right that she's fakery. doing the same thing performing magic under that that fucking <laughs> mechanical magic under the hood of that car right when, when Mars suddenly jumps down from on top of the car, landing on the hood, and this yes. <laughs> this is why keeping it cult goes wrong. You get fucking decapitated by a car hood when a cosmic Sasquatch daddy jumps down on it. Yeah. It, it's, it's my favorite kill in the movie. It's one of my favorite kills ever from any horror movie, period. It's so fucking cool. It's amazing. It's just ridiculous, over the top. It looks fucking great. You know what? Keeping it cult went wrong for her. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Those old... I could actually... I'm not saying this as an argument for this as a possible reality, but you know those old square bodies were just made of much thicker, heavier, tougher shit than they make vehicles out of right now? Oh, dude, so, they were made of fucking steel and shit. They were fucking yeah, metal. You, you know, so it, I don't know if it would decapitate a person all clean like that, but, you know, all that weight suddenly. With no, because her body's falling down, hood. and it is a clean decapitation, like like as right. if a blade went through it, and there's blood spurting all over the license plate and shit. Right. 
but you know, I I do believe that would that would fucking kill you, you know, like if someone jumped on it suddenly. Uh, but you know, it's 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 still amazing and and ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love it. It's the best. So in the next scene, Ellie and Bill split up to cover more ground because that's what you do in a horror film. And Ellie sees Mars looking over Stacy's headless we, body. Did did we talk about um about Dave's death? Or the discover discovering of Dave's body, I, I I mentioned it, but you didn't go into whatever it was you wanted to say. Two things. First of all, before oh, that he, was the that was the bulging eyes. By the way, for uh, Angel earlier, kind, kind of got the right, scenes mixed, mixed right up with the decapitation. Yeah, they, um, it's, yeah, he also gets so. There's two decapitations in this film. Hell yeah, nice. Before Dave's death, that happens off screen. The shots of mars holding his axe walking up to towards dave from dave's point of view with the moonlight behind mars and the trees lining the shot it's a very fucking like like it's meant to be like the iconic shot of the film you know what i mean Mm. like it's Mm -hmm. definitely the most iconic shot of the film in my opinion and it's fucking awesome it's one of my favorite scenes i love it uh i just wanted to put that shit out there too because every time i see that fucking part i'm fuck yeah get him yeah, mars dude. he's a dick <laughs> he's a fucking I like how you- dick that wants to scare the shit out of a, a random stoned people he doesn't know <laughs> and then tickle fight him he's a real a real fucking weirdo <laughs> I like how you described that shot, though. That's cool, man. Dude, it's awesome, man. It, it, it's, I mean, you know, you know, off Jump Street, and I've told you this before, Mars is one of my favorite slasher characters ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the This movie is one of my favorite slasher films ever. Yeah, you, yeah you've said this on the show. Um, so, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Anyway. Oh, and, I, oh, and I'm glad we are continuing on um yeah so ellie ellie finds uh she sees mars looking over stacy's headless body and starts screaming which alerts the grumbling mars because he's he's down there at at, the, at that truck being like grumble, yeah grumble. yeah he's just over there like figuring out what he's gonna do he might be looking for her head i don't know he might not realize that it stayed in the truck. <laughs> He's just like, where's her? Where'd it go? His grumbling is like... <laughs> they took my head! Because, <laughs> yeah, he likes to keep all his victims in, in his basement, so I guess he wants the heads, but his grumbling voice is, is like an unintelligible redneck version of the cosmic deer daddy. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. He's another archon. Hell yeah, he is. God oh, damn. Shit. We're just... So he he hears her screaming and he runs off. Uh, Bill, he, he arrives and he's like, oh shit, what's going on? And they, they head back to Stacy's truck and there's oh, no man. signs of Mars or his victim. So they, they try to leave and the engine won't, it won't turn over. So This girl Bill, here. God. <laughs> Bill she's investigates. Just like, she's just like, only if you hold my hand. Oh, the 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 spaced out, fucking yeah, just grinning all the time for no reason. Man. Blue cadet, blue cadet three out out in space over there. <laughs> yeah, Bill 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 investigates. He goes he goes look under the hood. Like, what can I fix on this thing? I'm a manly man. 
and he finds Stacy's fucking head under the hood. I love when they go to I love when they go to start the truck and you hear like some squishing and maybe some crunching sounds and shit. Mm, mm-hmm. Like fuck yeah, we know what that is. They about to that's find a, out. That's a great attention to detail too on on the on the part of whoever did the sound design. Hell uh, yeah. I don't have the name pulled up right now. Um we tend to we tend to, you know, do things kind of fly sloppily. by the seat of our pants, but it's okay. The kids to some degree. Love it. I put a lot of work into it, but I also don't. So <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. I don't. Um, I can't dumb it down anymore for you, audience. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> at this point, once he sees the head, he's like, "Oh shit!" And he gets back in the truck, and the vehicle. He he gets it going. He gets the vehicle started, and they're starting to pull away. But then Mars appears and he drags Bill out of the fucking driver's side window. Dude, the truck, the truck is so amazing. The truck goes forward and crashes with Ellie falling out just in time to witness Mars holding Bill above his head. Yes. Torture rack, torture rack, Lex Luger style. Hell yeah. And then fucking snaps that man's back with his bare hands, bro. And you hear the bones crunching and you hear him yelling. And he yells something. I don't know what he yells, but like the words totally don't match his mouth. It's He's like, amazing. totally pointless. <laughs> In that moment, he he realizes the cosmic indifference. Right. It sounds like he goes, I. <laughs> but I love I love when he's being pulled out of the truck. How Ellie kind of like looks like she wants to reach out for him, but she's ma- not making enough effort. Like she holds her arms out, but then just doesn't do anything as he's being pulled out of the truck. And then once the truck hits the tree (laughs) head on, she flies out of the fucking passenger door and rolls. That's why I said she tumbled. Like she falls out, man. Like for real, she tumbles out of that motherfucker. it's, 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 it cracks me up the way she falls out of that fucking truck, man. I don't know. I love it. It's fucking crazy. At at this point, Mars is dragging all the fucking bodies back to his house and storing them in his basement. Um, all of this is seen by Richie, who he's still out lost in the woods. He never made his way back right, to camp. Right, right, Richie's still lost in the woods, people. Yeah, so he, he went back to the house that he initially was trying to, like, explore at the beginning. Right. And he goes down into, into the basement, and he's horrified to discover the corpses of all of his friends. Right. Ellie Ellie makes it back to camp, crying out for Betsy um, in a fit of grief, but is instead greeted by an axe from Madman Mars. The fiend breaks down one of the cabin doors and destroys the place trying to find her because she's, she's like hiding out. And once the ruckus ends, Ellie quickly makes her way through the cabin in shock. Oh, not quickly, quietly. Right, right. <laughs> um, there's a few scenes here that, and I'll talk about this later, that they, they – they 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 build the tension and they 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 have the characters looking around right um to what degree of success you know it is what it is <laughs> right um right. a patient madman waits as she tries to exit and he brings his axe down penetrating her chest this shot is cool as fuck too fuck though. yeah it is uh, let's let's let, okay yeah keep going i'm gonna bring something up after about about just previous of this you just well the axe you just see it go right into her chest and and the right. blood flies and shit and it like it looks really cool like i yeah. was like damn 
I, I, you know, from from what we already saw, I knew it was like there were some cool kills, and I agree the the hood decapitation is the best kill. Right. It, but this might be the best gore of the movie, maybe. Maybe, I, yeah. The the neck the neck the headless neck spurting blood is is pretty cool too though. Right, right. And as far as kills go, I, I do like the hanging a lot. The hanging is awesome. Mm, mm-hmm. um, oh, me I, too. I just wanted to touch on the fact that while she's running away from him, this idiot runs to the fridge and hurry up and throws everything out of the fridge onto the floor and then gets inside it to hide well, from him. It it kind of worked. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of worked. Or he was just like, I'll just wait. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like... What what like okay, let's assume he notices the food on the floor. What's he you know, like, huh, who left all this cold food on the floor? Maybe I should put it back in the fridge. You know? <laughs> like Oh, he's just he just suddenly decides to do something nice. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> something like, considerate. So much of that could have just gone fucking wrong for her and like it I mean I guess well, it did anyway, but but I was I just mean, like, man, that's all you're all you're noticing, my my dude, is just holes in the plot. That's all you're seeing there. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's for what this movie is at this point. If you're not already sold, but, but I like that you're pointing it out. Please do. Yeah. But 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 for anyone out there who's listening to this that hasn't seen the film already, if you're not sold by this point on what this movie is, right? Then and you're nitpicking. It's a fuck, it's a fucking awesome slasher, man. You know, yeah. and, and it's a trope. You know, like people people in slashers make dumbass decisions. So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I like slashers is because I like watching these dumb people pay for their poor decisions. <laughs> and this movie came out. This movie came. This movie came out right in the heyday, like the explosion, yeah, man. of slasher films in you know the post friday the 13th landscape so it 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 was definitely playing heavy on what was established beforehand right um right right after this uh betsy leaves her cabin and she goes over to where i guess she heard the the uh, aforementioned ruckus and she sees through the window ellie's dead body she retreats and uh calls max who's in town and she's she's like pleading with him like please come back there's blood and and he's like oh shit so he he heads for camp and she arms herself with a double uh double barrel shotgun after seeing yeah she sees mars running around outside or something like that yeah so she she's walking around holding this gun and out of nowhere mars slams ellie's head into the window and betsy shoots her thinking that it's it's mars right um, it's crunch time <laughs> yeah so she <laughs> so there goes any hope that maybe ellie would have survived dude you know? it sucks man you might survive an axe che- an axe wound to the uh chest shoulder region ish but you're not gonna survive that plus a shotgun blast to the face so there's that. the shotgun it the shotgun blast it, it awakens the the, the kids and and uh, Betsy goes over there and she she's telling him hurry hurry onto the bus like let's go right now fuck everything let's go get your coats and go nothing else. Mars he's trying to get in into the bus and Betsy smashes his fucking decrepit hand which by the way looks amazing 
yeah, it's awesome. It's got claws, but also it's falling apart around it's the like knuckles. Gray and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. And there's looking. bone coming through. Yeah, it's fucking I love, amazing. I love, dude. I love the makeup effects for Mars. It's it's incredible, especially for the time. Um, I mean, some of the haircuts are retarded, but you know, <laughs> it's like 1982 or whatever. So she's smashing his fucked up hand in the door of the bus, and she's which is a really cool with- scene. I love how she just freaks out. You know, she's got to protect them, them, them children, them little she children. She starts hitting his hand with like a bat, right? Yeah, it's like like a I don't know, it's some kind of fucking stick. I, I don't yeah. know, like a little bat. It's shaped like a little club or something. And she's whipping the fuck out of his hand, and he's just like <laughs> trying to get in, and then he <laughs> gives up because he's like, this bitch is gonna break my hand. Yeah, no, yeah, he fucking he he's like, I'm done with this shit. And she tells some some other older kid. Like drive the bus to to the police station, and she fucking hauls ass after Mars, who's carrying um, Ellie's body away. Yeah, now so she, she wants to get the cops involved. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> so so she goes after Mars and and follows him back to you know his one, house. One more thing, when she has the opportunity to make a call, she calls Max, and he's playing his card game. And all she says is, Max, you got to get over here. There's blood everywhere. And he's like, what? Okay, I'll be right there. There's no like, well, what happened? He's or, like, what's going he's like on? what? He's like, there's blood everywhere. Axe murderer. Sure. I'll come. I'll come and get murdered. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't I'm even bother really get in the cops. Right. He just, just gets on his way and just. Shows up to no. save the day. That's that's all there is to it. No one does anything smart. And then she and then she leaves the phone. <laughs> this is like this is like. Hey, no one ever talks about this from The Shining, by the way. Right. Dick Halloran goes back to the the Overlook. He doesn't alert authorities that there might be a problem. He doesn't alert anybody. He just it's goes true. himself by himself. Like, bro, come on, man. Come on, man. What is he doing? Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh. No, you know the thing. Come on, man. You know the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing to do. How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? You're gonna call put, the. You're gonna put call the cops, there? man. You're gonna put it in there, bro. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Y'all hear that, folks? That's that's <laughs> it. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. Oh, no. That's the thing. Come on, man. All right, that's enough. Come on, man. That's enough okay. That so, guy, I guess. Come on. <laughs> so Betsy, he she enters the the house like pretty cautiously, right? But she's quickly disarmed and attacked by Mars. He gets hold of her and he drags her, clutching and screaming, down into the basement. Picks her up and impels her on like fucking meat hook, dude. Dude, it's Texas it's Chainsaw up in here. Yeah, but they show it. Yeah. Unlike it the original. Through, through her chest. It's gnarly. She, pull, she pulls out a hunting knife and stabs Mars in the shoulder, causing him to turn and knock over one of the one of the ritual candles, cosmic right. ritual candles he lit earlier, <laughs> which sets his house along with all the bodies of his victims on fire. Mars howls and snarls <laughs> and escapes. Presumably and escapes. And, yeah. <laughs> he does into the woods. He's gone, yeah. man. Fuck it. Now he just lives in the woods because he's really cosmic. 
Now he's really cosmic, just in them woods. All the people that fucking leave society, what do you think they do it for? Right. They become in cosmically enlightened. Exactly. So in in the final scene, Max he he he's here. He arrives and he almost hits Richie, who's just like fear stricken and standing in the middle of the road. And Max tries to console him, and he's like, Richie, like like what what happened? And and like you said at the beginning, all Richie can mutter is, Madman Mars, he's real. This, this movie's fucking awesome. Um, the tales are creative. The gore effects are good. The makeup effects are good. The, uh, the slasher titular uh, villain is the best. It's got some good cheese. It's got a little sleaze. And it's definitely worth your time. It's the type of movie that it's made. It's made just for me because it's got enough goofiness mixed with enough awesome, genuine awesomeness that it's just super fun. It's just the most fun I have watching a slasher, which is the way I like my slashers. You know, general generally, the fucking. For oh, me- I want to mention the um, the sound design is awesome. I love the sound design in this movie. The music. Uh, the sound effects, the uh, just all of it. It's just awesome. All the little oh. tension, these strings and everything. It's, it's great. All those synth sounds. I love how every time like Mars is going to show up yes. or he's in the area, kind of like Jason's... That little... I was, I was that. hoping... Don't, don't, don't. All right. Don't, don't, don't. For me... I agree, like like with everything that you did say. Um, the the makeup effects are really cool, especially for the time. But but even hold up today, I, I would say that hell you know, yeah, they do, bro. In, in the right in the right headspace, you're not okay. You're not gonna go into this movie wanting to see a masterpiece. You're going right. into this movie to see what you said a fun slasher. And by God, dude, it this, is it is man. This it's is one of the most fun, fun slashers. I've seen I've seen a, a a lot of fucking slasher movies, and when you when you want to rate them on a scale of like okay, because some of the issues I did have, or or like the quote unquote tension building scenes for me were boring and drug out. It was like they're they're just some, killing time. They're hit or miss. Some of them are good and some are not. You know, uh, some for of me, them are no, believable. For me, for me, none of them worked. Wow. None of them. Her going okay. through the yeah, her going through the cabin with the shotgun didn't work. Um, her going through his house didn't really work. Uh, whenever they're walking through the woods at any point, whenever it was a day, finds the flashlight before he gets killed. None of that. None of that worked for me. I was like, just speed this up. Like, let's right. get to the the next thing. But so I think me, it's also, and I don't mean to cut you off. Um, so so go ahead and finish saying what you're saying. Sorry. No, just. Just for me, the, the 
those parts just they just didn't they didn't build any tension because I already kind of had it in my head like well this is this type of movie and any element of actual horror I don't think I don't think you're gonna find it in this movie. There's no I, real. I agree. I agree. This movie's not gonna scare the shit out of you if you've ever seen a horror movie before. Um, but that being said, I think like with the tension building scenes, um, I think it's also kind of a, a product of its time because it was doing what they do, you know? And I think that we're just desensitized to that kind of as a society now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just, especially as horror fans, you know, like I, I'm sorry, like I'm honestly the, the horror movies that make me uncomfortable <laughs> in that kind of way are very few and far between. Oh yeah. Personally, you know, like uh, it, it just, it just it doesn't it work take, anymore. <laughs> it it, it takes, it takes either a certain atmosphere and mood or right. a certain, or, or something that you just kind of weren't expecting for right. it to really or something, of, or, something shocking or, enough that you see. Or a good idea that can creep into your mind and, and kind of like nestle in. Those are my favorite that those right. are the ones that I, I go back to that scare the shit out of me the most. Like, even though now, like if I were a seasoned horror fan, but had never seen evil dead, it would not affect me the way it did when I first saw it. Right. So I agree with you. If you've seen horror films, this, this one ain't going to do it in that way. But if, but maybe if you never have, and, and you're, you know, uh, maybe younger right? and you see this movie and it's like, Oh shit. Him right, standing right. in the tree him approaching Dave like you like you like so eloquently Dude, described that fucking scene right right there's the a magic there, the, there's a majesty to it you know that there really is and well someone's got to say that for it <laughs> oh no dude, it's, <laughs> no. it's fucking true bro there really no, is I'm just, to I'm that just, scene in particular I, I I love how you describe that that's cool that makes me want to go back and watch that scene again, honestly. I honestly can't believe that people shit on this movie when it came out. Because well, it, I've seen Friday the 13th, the they first They shit one. on the shine. No, don't, don't. That's not getting the Friday right now. Okay. Friday. Um, okay. The, hey, audience, that's that's coming. Um, uh, you know what? I've seen the slashers of the time. They're not. <laughs> they're the not. the same thing he's going to say. <laughs> They're they're not fucking dude like 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 they are on par with this goddamn movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It just well they've got no business shitting on this one. Is what I'm it, what I'm saying. Two points. Number one, this movie came out January '82. It's classified as '81 on the internet. I don't know why. Because again, even back in the '80s, I guess it was fucking, same type of thing. Yeah, hard Festivals to tell. When a, and stuff. When a, when a, well, I don't even know. So, but apparently it was released in January '82. That year was the year of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and a fucking a handful of other great slasher movies. That right. At this point, I'm. Uh, yeah, we we're not going to get into Friday the Thirteenth right now. But to say that it was definitely playing off of what it was influenced by and it it was filmed during the time where those movies were all blowing up the slasher craze was literally just starting because of the first friday the, the 13th on the hills of halloween i'll admit but right friday the 13th had its own thing going on so but all that all that being said um 
I just don't think it deserves the hate it got. <laughs> well, and that well, okay. So based point on the type one, of shit people liked. Back point then. number one. Point number one. Forget point number one. We'll touch on that one one day. Point number two, though, is the fact that this movie's had a resurgence. Um, people have come around to it. Right. So it's it's not getting the hate from the horror community anymore. Um, it's it's being embraced, and I think it's ripe for a remake. Fuck yeah, it is, man. We we talked about this um, before the show, and I think that this movie is not so beloved that it would piss people off if they remade it, but I think it would straddle a line, kind of like the new Castle Freak did, right. where people either love or hate the film. So, I, and I'm cool with that. Remake it, update the imagery, update the effects, update the story, maybe even go for a darker angle or right. keep it com- or keep it comedy horror. I don't care, but I think a remake is or make it cosmic comedy horror. Yeah, that's actually the the real vote that I would go for is make it yeah, cosmic. Man. But but I, you know, I I, I love all <laughs> the way I love I love all the ways you've made it cosmic and I now I now agree. It's cause even even while watching it I was like this is cosmic. This is cosmic. Fuck yeah, this bro. Is cosmic. So his name yeah. is Mars, dude. Like, there's just so much shit. Like you said, the ritual candles and stuff. Like, it, it really would not be hard if you would redo it. Yeah, remake it. Re- oh, tweak dude. a few things in the script, a few elements, and yes, you can make it line up with the stars, man. You can make Mars part of the stars, and he would be cosmically indifferent, and that's why he's murdering his family and. It, Every fucking kid that comes through there, fuck them. That's one thing I would also I would also say if they would do a remake, I'd want to see at least some of the the students die, you know, not just the uh, counselors. Oh, some of the can the the little kids. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah Break those em. taboos. Fuck them. Get them, bro. Fuck that. Get them. Fuck them. They, they don't matter. They don't matter anymore. Not if any Mars more is- than Mars is too cosmic for that. They don't matter any more than the other people. No, if Mars is God, God gives cancer to babies, so Mars don't care about killing kids at a camp. That's right. He's cosmic. He's God. He's an archon. <laughs> He's the deer daddy. Fuck <laughs> the cosmic Sasquatch daddy. Like we mentioned earlier, uh, or like you mentioned. I'm so fucking glad that people are coming around to this flick. I think it's worthy of the good attention it's getting. It's easy to see why it's got a cult following now. I am part of that cult. I can't wait to hear about a remake or something in the works. And I actually read something earlier that uh, apparently... Breaking news! Paul Ellers may be involved with the remake. Someone's remaking it? Yeah, it's it, based on what I was started to read earlier. Um, it, it looks like someone's already working on. I don't know like how far along, but it looks like someone's already kind of, kind of rolling rolling the ball around. And uh, Paul Ellers nice. is involved. Ah, so yeah, apparent like it seemed it seemed like Paul Ellers and his son may be involved. And dude, like if we could get the man back in the fucking gear. That would be yeah. amazing. That would be yeah. fucking amazing. 
the man himself who played Madman Mars to be yes. Mars again. Fuck yes. Well, I'll kick us off with, um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Go for it. I give this movie a little love. Um, nice. I give I give it a seven point five out of ten. I really enjoy it. Um, I see the things in it that you I think want me to see, <laughs> and and because of that, it it kind of elevates the film. Right, um, right. Uh, but maybe, but but not not to a degree that I wouldn't already hold it to, like in a regular rating situation. Um, again, that like like we we say so often, it's fun it's fun fuck yeah yeah it's, it's just a movie to turn fun. your turn your brain off enjoy it and any- have fun being dreary <laughs> <laughs> except it's not dreary it's, it's not, not much dreary, of a dreary no. movie but you know no um except for during the the tension building scenes quote unquote just um, a, a shitty callback <laughs> to a joke <laughs> so many so many deep cut callbacks yeah, um bro. So yeah, seven point five out of ten for me. What you what you got, bud? Um, man, you know, it seems like every time I watch this film, I have a stronger appreciation for it. As of now, I'm at a strong eight point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, and I could, I could see it going up, man. Especially, and this, I know this might be weird, or people That's might a not lot like of love, it. man. It's, it's a whole lot of love, bro. Or it's almost a whole lot of love, but it oh, could so be- you would go closer to like a eight point seven five or an eight point nine or an eight out of probably seven, an, probably an eight eights? probably an eight and fifteen sixteenths. Wow, yeah, that's close. That's right there on the edge of a it's right of, fucking of, there of, at a nine of, of nine inches. It's, I mean, I mean, of a nine out of ten. <laughs> right, the dick system, everybody. <laughs> This is how the dick system works. It's really close to a whole lot of love. If you don't know about the dick system, then you have to go back and listen to our previous episode. So, Cosmic Roundhouse to the face. No. (laughs) (laughs) Tentacle Roundhouse to galaxies. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's just Tentacle Roundhouse, but uh, yeah, episode fucking 20, whatever. Go back. Yeah, go look (laughs) at it. We're it's not the gonna, one right before this one. <laughs> we're not going to spell it out for you, you goddamn animals. Um, you fucking look up at the fucking lights and you see you see nothing but tiny points. And meanwhile, fucking Mars is stalking you down with an axe in, in with the tree line behind him. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking blue-ass moonlight. I, I love it when movies have, like, blue-white moonlight. Hold on, hold on. Wasn't this movie so blue? Yeah, yeah, it was. Wasn't there, like, a, a lot of blue? yeah. And I love that. I love that shit. It gives it a vibe. Right. There's a lot of blue hues coming from every angle, coming off of different clothing or or whatever, like lights. I don't know. There's blue. There's blueness. Yeah. Particularly in that iconic uh, scene I was was mentioning, man, there's just an insane amount of blue light behind this guy, and he's just creeping up on dickhead dave getting ready to to say getting ready to give him a permanent haircut isn't it safe to say that this like when he is sneaking up on that guy that this movie is blue 
Daba D Daba Da. <laughs> oh, yeah, Daba D Daba Da is for sure. <laughs> the people Daba D Daba Da all over the place. So that's a 7.5 from me, an 8.5 or an 8 and 15 sixteenths <laughs> from you. <laughs> Ratings don't matter, guys. And it'll probably discredit me, but I don't give a shit because you know what? If I, if I were to see like a remake or even like, like I had heard before, like prequels, sequels, the works, it'd probably make me love the original even more, man. (laughs) You know, that for me, that kind of shit can elevate my appreciation for an older movie, you know? And you know what, man, in this cosmically indifferent world, that kind of positive attitude doesn't matter doesn't matter (laughs) all right everybody you stuck around you've waited patiently like a patient madman who waits for a bitch to walk to a doorway and then get stabbed in the chest. So tonight, the new segment created by our boy Kaboy, our cosmically indifferent pal and confidant. <laughs> Everybody get ready, because after the midnight ritual, you've got some schlocky seconds. Garbage day! Huh? No! No! <laughs> in this segment of the show we're going to talk about well what are we going to talk about what's this what is schlocky seconds well that's a film that is so bad that it is good okay um a lot of a lot of people have heard that term but i don't know if everybody completely understands that term they could th- they could think a movie is so bad it's good as being like I don't know something like Spy Kids from Robert Rodriguez like he makes great films but he made this one kids film and you know what it's kind of bad but it's kind of good for the family so I'll watch it no that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about a film that's got horrible acting yes horrible cinematography I'm not gonna say horrible special effects because I kind of dig some it. of them are pretty cool yeah yeah you know. I kind but of do them too. It, it, I'm not one film. of those people that's turned off by bad effects. But they're not that bad. No, they're but really I mean, not. even if the, even if they are, I'm not I'm not turned off by them. No, no, no. I Sometimes bad. In a, way, in a yeah. way, I like it more. Like especially if it's one of those so bad it's good movies, then fuck yeah, why not make the effects as bad as you can? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're talking about. Is- there's movies that they go all the way around from being so bad that they are fucking awesome. They've come full circle and now it's good. Yep. Put you can only enjoy it crack when you pipe, watch it. Put that in your crack <laughs> pipe and smoke it. <laughs> and on that note, our first ever schlocky seconds is another film featuring a forest dwelling <laughs> <laughs> murderous Sasquatch daddy. Uh, yes. And that is no pun intended at all. It is a Sasquatch daddy. Right. Um and Morris, and, and Morris I, may just kind of remind you of a Sasquatch man kind of, but this guy this, He's the OG. He's the OG Sasquatch daddy. But he's a different daddy and you'll find out which daddy he is cuz Mars is 
the cosmic Sasquatch daddy. That is his title that I have, that we have bestowed upon him. (laughs) We have dubbed him the cosmic Sasquatch daddy. No arguments. It's illegal. Yep. It's social distancing. Wear your mask. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I threw that shit in there, but whatever. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, come on, man. Tonight's schlocky seconds is the 1980. So it predates Mars a little bit. The 1980 Sasquatch slasher film, Night of the Demon. Boy, oh boy. Y'all can find this on YouTube for free. It's there. Go look it up. Um... And if you can't find it there, they took it down. Find it on Blu-ray. Spend $300 if you have to. It's amazing. It's worth it. Is that really the, is that real? I don't know. I kind of want to oh. know. I want to know. Can we, can we look that up? I'm going to look that up. This movie involves a professor who is obsessed with Sasquatch and <laughs> has been, has been writing letters to some old guy that lives in the middle of nowhere and the old guy is like, yeah, Sasquatch is totally real. And so the guy, the professor has been collecting stories of murders in that area that are unexplained and have no motive or killer attached to them. And he takes some of his impressionable college students that want like better grades. So they go along for this trip. Oh, boy. He takes them up to wherever the fuck the old guy is that he writes letters to. And they're like, hey, we're going to go hunt for Sasquatch. And that's the premise of the film. We're not even getting into it yet, but that's the premise. And it's awesomely bad. It's got a fucking 36% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 4.7 on IMDb. That's higher than I would think. That's unfucking believable. 88% liked this movie, according to Google users. That 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 doesn't surprise me. I'm thinking that these, everyone who rated this movie must have been privy to the schlocky seconds rule. They must, have, they must have known about the cosmic indifference. Yeah, they must have known what they were getting into because this movie is not for, not for the sound of mind. <laughs> no, it's not. Are we going to get into it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to find out if you can buy this thing. <laughs> So, so at the beginning of the film, and this is not going to be a full midnight ritual type deal. We're just going to kind of go through it here. Go through some the, quick highlights and funny shit. The beginning of the film starts off with the professor. So in the present time, the professor is mangled and in a hospital. And there's a doctor there talking to the police. And he's like, oh, he's hurt real bad. He, he, he probably can't, you know, whatever. I don't know if he says he can't talk, but but. The guy, the professor wakes up and is immediately like under a mask because he's mangled (laughs) is immediately like, oh, yes, I want to tell my full story right now to the cops. Hello, cops. So the legends of the Sasquatch are true. Like, yeah, all those those stories about a Sasquatch in the woods killing people. They're all true. Oh, yes. I want to tell him. I want to tell everyone what's going on in that forest. The stories, those horror stories you heard about in the forest, they're true. They're all true. There is a demon, a creature. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. Not not like all the stories. 
enemies of the Sasquatch are real. You have to heed my warning. He's just so matter of fact. He's fucking robotic and wooden. He's a wooden robot. Like, you know, when Bender gets made (laughs) out of wood, that's him, but with less emotion. Um, I just want to interrupt real quick by saying that right now on Amazon, you can buy this DVD. There are three left in stock. At it's Maria's, just a DVD. At Maria's B Movie Mayhem. <laughs> There's three <laughs> left in stock and they're $244. It is fucking worth it to buy all three of them. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, this one's only $68. (laughs) Someone, hey, we have a fucking red light special. You got to be a certain age to know what that joke means. (laughs) So after that, okay, so every kill in this film involves a flashback. Because he's telling the cops the story. (laughs) But within the story, he's telling stories. So you get a flashback of a guy out in the woods. What is he doing? Like fishing or something? I don't know, but you get the first kill. and. This scene's fucking cool because the blood from the victim drips into the the footprint of the Sasquatch, and the title credit hits there, Night of the Demon. And it looks fucking awesome. That's a cool idea, man. That's, that is the coolest idea of the movie. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> I 99% agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 99% it's... because I think some other scenes are pretty fucking wicked. But no, I I agree. But that is the coolest idea. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's dope, man. Like, like if you just showed me that and and uh didn't shoot and, pro- it, and, and, and promised a a great slasher didn't Sasquatch smear film. mud all over your fucking camera lens before you shot it and <laughs> didn't didn't record it with a bunch of dirty socks on top over your microphone, then oh. I would have been impressed with that and thought maybe i was getting something that was that was regular good but no no that's not what you're getting you're getting something much better oh yeah you're getting something much better than regular good you're experiencing cosmic greatness it's in later scenes like the doctor the doctor and the kids go up and they're going to meet the guy in the cabin and he, and and they get there, and the, the the guy that he's been writing letters to that has confirmed his belief in Sasquatch as well and knows about the Sasquatch, suddenly out of nowhere, doesn't want anything to do with any of them, and says like, "Oh hey, I'm going hunting, bye," and leaves. <laughs> right. And they're all they're all left there with their thumbs in their ass, just like, "Well, what do we do now? <laughs> well, I guess we'll just camp here on, on this little island that we landed on." Don't they? They land on an island in the middle of a river. Right. Right. <laughs> they take a boat out there, like a little canoe, like canoes. Right. Or some yeah, shit. they did. It was some little canoe like boats, and they just out there on this little fucking island or whatever it is. Yeah, like like it's. I guess there's like some mountains that are nestled around it. Like, like it's inaccessible by foot. Apparently, yeah. you yeah. know, so how's this guy getting mail, right? <laughs> that he can write to the people. I guess he takes a canoe out to the local fucking postal service and kind of makes anyway, me wonder, kind of makes me wonder about that whole town. Well, yeah. yeah and we're going to get to the town. So wait, when did they, what, they go to the town after they talk to him right that's right that's right they yeah do. so so they waited out and i think that night while they're camping uh the the, prof- the 
professor or professor or nugget professor nugget <laughs> it's because a, amazon because amazon couldn't spell his name right yeah prime, it, prime but, ha, has him as nugget but his name is nugent but it didn't matter enough to where they didn't bother correcting it so there you go another example of the cosmicism it's too cosmic so <laughs> professor nugget it tells us another story and i think this is this is the is this the biker story yeah i think so yeah so the, he tells this story. This biker's riding along, and this guy looks—he <laughs> looks haggard, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He looks like he smoked like four packs a day. He's, I don't know. He's on the fucking cover, by the way, the DVD cover. Him and our titular uh, demonic Sasquatch man. What? Yeah, him? bro. Yeah. Okay, him. cool. Well, this guy goes to take a piss, and out of the bushes in in the middle of nowhere, from where he's sa- pissing. <laughs> comes a Sasquatch hand and in in full view of the camera pulls his dick off. Yes. You have an on camera dick ripping and it's glorious. It it, it really does look great. It, it it's very gory and awesome. And it it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It and the, the only the way you want- could have made that scene better is if he would have ate it after. That's really oh, the wow. only way. I would I, if I was doing this movie, redoing it, I'd be like, "You, you gotta eat that." You, know? <laughs> you gotta eat you that. You gotta dick. walk away eating it like a like a Jack Sasquatch link or something. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the 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 demon of the night, the Sasquatch, <laughs> he he fucking he doesn't kill the guy. Nope. He doesn't. The guy stumbles back to his motorcycle bleeding from his crotch and you see like sinew and stringy meat hanging out yes. of his fucking uh zipper and it's it's fucked it's fucked up it's fucked up and he just he just pisses blood all over his motorcycle and makes noises that are <laughs> that confusingly sound uh sexual which that's oh. another point we forgot to make in the first kill um oh no this this is the second yeah Oh, we skipped. Yes, no, we skipped the van kill. We did. We skipped it. Okay. Well, let, let's so, just talk let, about it and let's, point out that we'll rewind. So it, there's another story, a flashback again. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of these folks. Bear with us. They 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 <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a guy and a girl in a van, and they are getting down, and they are getting down, James Brown, because this guy is sucking some nipples bro. oh my god bro yeah he is on that dude, camera that dude must have been sucking. so excited bro for this part and they <laughs> bo- they they both were because her nips were hard and so uh sasquatch demon breaks into the van he fucking gets the guy or some what happens he gets the guy anyway he pulls the guy out yeah yeah and the girl's screaming and he oh. murders the guy on top of the van, and his body's sliding down, but he's still alive, kinda. And he's he's making like he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And then and then the the chick in the in the van with her with her hard nips out is like, <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> until she dies. Until she dies for no reason, apparently, on camera. She just goes fucking stiff and doesn't move and freezes with her eyes open, her mouth open, and she's dead. And they're both she, dead. 
I think she died of a broken heart because she saw him die of a painful orgasm. And orgasmed into a broken heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing about this movie, folks. Everyone who dies sounds like... Uh, they coming. Poor quality porn acting orgasms. So there you go. A lo-fi money shot. It, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's amazing. Everyone sounds dirty as fuck when they die in this movie. It's the best. So 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 after they they talk to the the old man, one one of the one of the yeah, they, they're camping out. The old man comes back or whatever, and he's like, uh, "I'm going to bed." And the professor's right. like, "Well, we could talk about this. It'll just take like a, a few minutes." And he's like, "Oh, in the morning." Right. <laughs> and so they're forced to stay there. I think that's when you get the, the dick store or the van store. I don't know. Yeah, that's then, when you get the dick story, I think, actually. One of the one of the one of the other college kids goes and he like brings like whiskey or bourbon to the, the old man in the cabin and he's like, Hey, you know, thanks for letting us stay here. Here's this. And he's like, Well, come on in. I'm gonna pour you a drink. It's not the start- professor that talks to him? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it was a professor. Um, no, it's one of, it's one of the, cause he says the professor's really obsessed with Sasquatch and. Oh, that's just, right. That's right. Yeah. He's like, some of us are just doing this for extra credit. Um, and, and then he says, I don't really believe in Sasquatch. And the old man's like, you get the fuck out of here. He's like, <laughs> no, bro, that shit's real. And so they go to town and they're talking to people about crazy Wanda. Someone who lives in the woods, <laughs> and she apparently only eats candy. We learn from a, a store clerk, a country store clerk with the best haircut of all time. Yes. Of all time. <laughs> if you don't see this movie, you are fucking up because you're missing the best haircut of all time. Anyway, let's not, let's not gloss over the 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 shot of his ashtray. The uh God, the old man is so many cloves, talking like, to him. It's like clove cigarettes all in there. Yeah, right after he says he doesn't smoke, you have about 0.12 seconds of a shot showing his ashtray full of cigarette butts. Yeah. And it's like it like I swear to God, if you think about blinking, you'll miss it. it it's yeah. It's like what were you guys fucking thinking? <laughs> it's a stupid edit, and and then later the college kid actually dumps some of the cigarette butts into his pocket for some reason. Yeah, I never um, understood that. Like what? I don't. I don't know. God and damn. and so so you if you don't see the the ashtray shot, which literally like he said happens in like the blink of an eye, you'll be like, why is he doing that? What's happening? So a rewatch, again, valuable. You'll learn more. You'll become more enlightened. Cosmically. <laughs> um, so they go, they go talk to some zany townsfolk, and they learn about Crazy Wanda. They go visit Crazy Wanda. They, the kids, the professor, they all go up to Crazy Wanda's house, offer her candy. She lets them in, and the best music of all time. The best music playing. of all time, please, yeah. yeah so you've got point- the best haircut followed by the best score for any character ever. ever at this point before this you were thinking that the um intro music after the first kill after the title was the best music of the film 
because it doesn't you'd fit. Be, it's very happy wrong. sounding. It's 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 like something you would hear in Cannibal Holocaust. It, right, right. It's it, it that it draws a lot of parallel to Cannibal Holocaust for me. But no, that's not the best song on the on the film. Um, you're gonna hear Crazy Wanda's theme song, and then you're gonna think that's the best song on this film. So they and we'll they, just let and we'll just let you think that for now. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back <laughs> again and again and again. <laughs> so they 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 I guess they befriend her and uh I kind of like, forget I, I what guess happens you can, here. I I guess you can call that befriending. <laughs> they they they, they kind of like psych her out and and the professor like puts her under hypnosis. Right. To Shows her this what, Bigfoot print and like she freaks out and smashes it and starts crying and Oh yeah, yeah. One of the college kids is like he's explaining, Hey, we're up here for the professor is like, We're up here trying to find Bigfoot and one of the college <laughs> kids pulls out the uh, a fucking um Bigfoot plaster cast that they had made and he's like, Yeah, look and she's like, Oh and she freaks the fuck out and starts like wailing in a room um opposite of all our characters and the 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 professor's like y'all go outside i'm gonna talk to her i think he <laughs> fucks her anyway um, so after he that might, they bro, put, dude he's he's a low-key like really fucked up and we'll we'll get into why he's really fucked what, up low-key he puts everyone at fucking risk dude he puts yeah. everyone at risk he has no fucking boundaries whatsoever no Dude, he he's a scumbag, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie, so I wouldn't doubt it if he was also a fucking predator. They put they he puts Wanda, crazy Wanda, under hypnosis to find out what happened in her past, and you find out that she was a victim of a very abusive and very religious father, and you see flashbacks <laughs> oh boy. that are that are like, God damn, this this over rivals. the top and ridiculous. And hilarious. Not only, not only this, not only rivals Beth from it and her dad, their relationship. This surpasses it. Yeah, her dad is whipping her ass on the porch of their house, and he's like, "Oh, the the line, our favorite what's the, line. What's the line? Oh, I'm trying to save your soul, you ungrateful bitch. <laughs> you betrayed me in the sight of God." Oh! <laughs> Don't hit me again. I can't stand it. I didn't do nothing. I swear. I'm saving your soul, you ungrateful bitch. I'm saving you from burning in hell. Just like your wretched mother. (laughs) (laughs) It just comes out of nowhere. (laughs) And he whipping her. Calling her a slut and stuff. Man, this dude is fucking piece of shit man (laughs) so on top of this abusive overly religious daddy she gets raped by sasquatch and this ridiculous daddy actually sees it happening and gets mad at her so yep so he decides he's gonna let bigfoot finish yep and 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 then then he's like all right now get the (laughs) fuck out of here he's like you can rape my daughter but you better not stick around and raise that baby you know, like, <laughs> and he's be- he's begging to God, like, can you please kill this baby or her right. too? And, by and the my way, daughter, if you don't mind, like, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's a real piece of shit. 
of a person. <clears throat> and so and so she goes to have the baby and whenever she has this baby he, they hold he holds the baby up because he's about to kill it like up we, to the we sky. find that out right and and you got the motherfucking candy apple baby yes. it's this screaming tomato apple ridiculous puppet i don't even know dude i don't, I don't know, know what i don't this know it, it looks like it looks like they dipped it in the candy apple stuff that you make candy <laughs> apples with. It really does. It looks like they took a fucking baby and dipped it into liquid candy to make it a candy apple baby. And the and dad just let the, it harden like that. The dad, the, the the crazy dad kills it, so that's her impetus for not talking. Oh yeah, I don't think we ever said that. Oh yeah, crazy, crazy Wanda, Wanda don't talk. No, she just yeah. eats candy. She just eats candy and stares at you or stares off into space. That's yeah. why they call her Crazy Wanda. Not I like, Crazy I like, how, I like how when they enter, when they meet her, like they, they're like, oh, you're Wanda, right? I really wish they would have just straight up been like, oh, you're Crazy Wanda, aren't you? I thought they did. <laughs> they didn't, but I was, man, I wish they would. That would have been <laughs> I know they do. So good. I, know, I know in private they do refer to her as Crazy Wanda. Oh, though. hell yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> So after when they we, find out we, about her, when we remake it, they're gonna they're gonna be like, "Hey, you're crazy, Wanda." <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you crazy, Wanda? After they find out about her past, um, well, this gets kind of foggy for me. What happens here? Um, so he holds up the candy apple baby. He's like, "God, take it from us!" He kills it. She goes all catatonic, um, and you find out that he dies in a fire at some point. Oh, yeah. She tied him up in, in his outhouse well, and he bur- well, and burned him to death. Well, I mean, you don't get to that, that just yet, but, I mean, you don't miss anything by glossing straight over to it. Uh, oh, okay. Well, li- I, I, I'm forgetting things in between, man. A little pointless time passes and you find out that – um that, oh my god what's the, yeah some of the campers go out into the woods and they find a cult out there it's yes the cult of uh the dad the dad was the leader of a religious cult that's right crazy crazy wanda's dad and they're saying the most stupid shit ever chanting it over and over come forth now this man your puppy through him mighty moloch implant your seeds in the body of your unholy bride Nurture those seeds within her to produce your demon child. Infuse him with your strength. Let your seeds of hell grow deep within her. Yes, so apparently this cult that her dad started started worshiping sasquatch trying mm-hmm. to make a sasquatch demon baby so they're having like ritualistic satanic sex with right. this with with crazy wanda trying to impregnate her again right what and happens it, in between that and and then like the finale um the professor guys like well shit there's some graves out front let's see who's in them so this shithead professor's like aside from all the bullshit he's already dug up no pun intended he decides to go digging up 
the fucking graves that are in their yard. That's in crazy Wanda's yard to find her dead baby and, and, and show it to her. And so then she freaks the fuck out and she's all hysterical and everything. And, and they're, that's how they find out that her father killed the baby. And then, Oh, and that's where you get the scene with the, the outhouse burning. Right. That's when you find out that crazy Wanda fucking killed her father by trapping him in the outhouse and setting him he's the like, He's He's begging. He's like, God, please save me. Like, please. Oh, yeah. Haven't I worshipped you hard enough that you'd save me? Like, no, there's no God, bro. Right. Certainly not for you. Not for you, shit. you and, fucker. And you can see his little hand all becoming all burnt skeletal and shit. It's really cool. So then... The shit, the shit hits the pan, so to speak. Um, <laughs> pan. It hits the pan, cuz. The shit hits the pan bad. The shit and, uh, hits the pan, cuz. Yeah, cuz. The shit hits the pan because Sasquatch shows up trying to figure out who's at his house with his slam piece, and it don't go good. It don't go good for nobody. No. We enter a world of slow motion gore epicness like the shit that happens in the next few scenes all to the music that you describe as what crazy space jazz <laughs> <laughs> i love that description man it's what it is, it is man is. The it's whole just movie... a bunch of weird fucking synth that makes no goddamn sense and is on a weird timing and it's just it's fucking the whole movie every time that the sasquatch demon shows up it's like fucking these weird, crazy space synth. Yeah, jazz but it sounds. goes out of fucking hand at this point <laughs> with the music. Oh it's yeah, out of hand. Oh, so bro. he he breaks in. He what does he do? He like he all right. Fucking... So first they bar they like they're like bracing the door, and that yeah. one kid is like, "Let me get this rifle out." And so he gets the rifle out, and he's talking about how they don't have any ammo except for like a few shots like maybe one or two so he aims out the window and one of these fucking idiots slap his slap the gun down when he's about to shoot and the, the gun fires towards them because of it and then they get mad and say you could have killed us all first of all he's firing a fucking rifle this isn't the kennedy assassination one fucking bullet that close is not going to kill what three, four people. That's just fucking everybody in there. Yeah. And then, and then to top it off, they're the fucking problem. He was about to shoot the son of a bitch, but cosmic indifference intervened through the form (laughs) of some idiots in front of him and, uh, ruined that for everybody. So needless to say, he has no ammo left and they can't keep this demon from entering the house. No. no, he fucking can't. burst in, dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what's because I know what he does. But what's the order of like? I could say like he fucking attacks. He he, he puts someone through a window. Right. He I believe the pulls. first thing he does is is all right. So he he runs in and starts swinging, and like there's one guy in the corner. One of the fucking students is like snapping pictures. In the corner, <laughs> trying to get evidence of all this, and Bigfoot's just fucking murdering people. But he's just like, "Oh, I gotta get these fucking pictures," you know. 
<laughs> so, I've got to document idiot. this trip. Right. This idiot's taking pictures. He'd be um, the guy sitting there with his fucking phone out. Right. <laughs> tweeting. Hashtag, hashtag Bigfoot attack. Hashtag LOL. LOL hashtag, right. Ha- hashtag YOLO. Hashtag 2020, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot just came in and gave us, gave us all the Rona. 2020, y'all. Oh, God. It's a joke now. Bigfoot's president now. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot said they didn't count his vote. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting them all tonight, boy. All of them. Come them on, all. man. Come on, man. It's fraudulent, okay? It's fraudulent. <laughs> Bigfoot said it's fraudulent with his hairpiece. We're all we're all victims to a grand plan. Anyway, keep going. So he picks one guy up and he's beating the shit out of him and he puts him through the plate glass window. And when he does, it eviscerates the guy's uh, abdominal region. Yes. So he pulls the guy back in, and yes. he starts pulling the fucking guts out. And at yes. this point, it is it is all in slow motion, and it's off-putting and amazing. And he's so sw- big Bigfoot is swinging the guts around like he's fucking trying to hit people with it and shit. Like he's it, it looks kind of like he's at a rave. Like he's oh, it's just like, so awesome. He's just swinging the guts around, and and people it's, are it's freaking amazing. out and trying to get away, and and it's all slow motion, and you got the crazy space jazz going, dude. It's it's a black metal music video that never happened, right? <laughs> it, it, the I just want to say the cinematog cinema cinematography in this film, mwah, just beautiful <laughs> to go to go along with the. Uh, with the uh, sound design, yeah, magnifique. Doesn't someone? Doesn't he like? Then after that, like pitchfork a chick. Yeah, he pitchforks a, a few people. I think maybe he definitely Dude. pitchforks somebody. Yeah, he pitchforks one chick through the fucking back and out her chest. Yeah, and then then to to like finish it all off, he takes the professor and he fucking plants his face into like a hot iron stove and melts like his face. Yeah, like stove. almost his whole face. We we should add right now. Like yeah, almost so, his whole fucking face. So later, <laughs> whenever like at the beginning when you saw the professor in the bed versus seeing how he is disfigured <laughs> and disfigured at the end of the movie, it's like, well, that don't that don't line up. Right. This dude's this dude looks completely normal from the nose up, but yeah. you know, a matter of what a week less or maybe less maybe you know, less. went by Definitely and less. now <laughs> he's perfectly fine right his face went from a horrible charred black and fucking uh he has no Angus signs Patty of fucking <laughs> from mcdonald's <laughs> he has no signs of scar he has no signs of of shock and horror and 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 like fucking he's just, he's just telling his story bro just being like matter well, of factly you know, as, as when i was there um this is how it happened. Like he's so like, I would, like he's like he's talking about his doctor's appointment that got canceled because his doctor got sick or something. Like yeah. <laughs> he's there being like, "Well, I went into the woods and I saw a sasquatch, which is a a, a sasquatch witch, and this this demon this 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 sasquatch was having a demon sasquatch sex ritual." to make a candy apple baby 
that we can sacrifice to resurrect Madman Moors, the cosmic Sasquatch daddy. (laughs) (laughs) We got to make that happen, folks. It's happened. It's happened now. We've we've just tied Night of the Demons, Madman Mars, along with I don't even know how many other things we tied this shit into tonight. Evil Dead. Oh, for sure. Everything ties into that. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre because of the books. Uh, that's also cosmic. Go back and listen to Saturn in retrograde. Go back and listen to fucking the first episode where we, well, back then it was just me where talking you, about the yeah. Evil Dead. Back when uh, the show was better. <laughs> <laughs> what? Back when the show was better. Now it's too cosmic because it don't matter no more. It well, it is it what it is, bro. The people either want it or they don't. <laughs> it worked its way. It worked. It wormed its way in. Oh, wormed. Yeah its way in and i mean like a baby dragon just fucking clawing through the shit and fucking said you know what i'm gonna claw through your fucking skeletal image floating through space with a little (laughs) bit of meat left on your bones that somehow align to stardust that you think of as sawdust in the sunlight and it don't make any sense what i'm saying but i'm all i'm saying is evil dead's cosmic texas chainsaw's cosmic madman morris is cosmic night of the demons cosmic like mountainsides cosmic it's all fucking cosmic folks you're gonna consume another another human being as a cannibal you're eating stardust every time you eat anything it's all cosmic it doesn't matter you're breathing oxygen that's from a star god damn it guys what are y'all doing (laughs) what are y'all doing all of y'all you're like animals just looking up just looking up at the stars not even knowing what the fuck they are you can't get there no you weren't even there when they were created so what makes you she think want you to look deserve? You don't. You don't deserve. Stupid, <laughs> Stupid animals. I've, I've been Travis Maxwell Boone. I've been Roman Polanski. Oh, oh, before we get there, we didn't talk about the knife, the knife girls kill. We should, oh! we should bring up the knife girls kill. Yes, that one's yes. A, that's let's, an important one. Let's do. Earlier let's do. in the movie, at some point that it's not important to figure out and disclose no, in not in, in, in not of the demon. Not nothing matters. It's too cosmic. So he catches these two like what are they like Girl Scouts? Yes. There's this there's this both, awful chase scene. They're both holding knives for yeah, no there's reason. These two Girl Scouts holding knives. Um and there's this awful fucking chase scene. And then he catches them and grabs each of them by the arm that they're holding the knife with. Yeah. And proceeds to do the uh, stop hitting yourself kind of thing to them with each of their <laughs> yeah. knives in their arms yeah. and he makes them stab each other and they're they're just they're just so indifferent at this point that they don't bother dropping the knives and they accept their fate because it doesn't matter this is why i love the james Rolfe uh fucking <laughs> review which yes. i think i linked i linked that in a previous episode it's perfect Go- Go watch it on Cinemassacre.com. Um, oh, Night of the God. Demon. If Monster that can't convince review. you to watch it, then this certainly won't. <laughs> no, because in that scene, he's like, oh, I stab you. No, I stab you. Oh, right. I stab you. I love, how, I love so his voice awesome. for the Sasquatch. He's like, oh, me Bigfoot, me rip dick off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, man. It's the best. It's yeah, absolutely. It's the fucking best. (laughs) Well, we've said who we are, so at this point, I wonder how Sharon Tate's doing. Wonder if she's okay. 
No, she's sleeping. She's sleeping. Okay. Forever. All right. Forever. Forever. <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't say or do at all? What? 11 out of 10. You're right. We need to do that. Damn. We should probably explain it. Yeah. We should probably explain it to in the schlocky seconds segment where we review movies so bad they're good. We decide amongst ourselves if it is an 11 out of 10. An 11 out of 10 means it's a bad masterpiece. Okay. Meaning it's way better than watching a 10 because it's a fucking 11 out of 10. You and I both agree this is an 11 no. out of 10. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, though. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't, I don't agree that watching an 11 out of 10 is better than watching a 10 out of 10 in some regards. I got to say that. Oh, well, you're pushing well, no. out on me now, man. I'm no, not pushing. I never said that. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But, playing. But, no, but what, I, but what I do agree with, though, is that a movie that's so bad it's so good, you cannot actually give it a decent review. Or as in, yeah, you can't, you can't because you just can't compare it the same way. You know, you can't put this up against Rosemary's Baby. You no, can't put this up against fucking Alien or fucking anything, anything that's above a four in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know I what mean, I'm like, saying? Yeah, like this, like, this, like you can't. This so. is the type of movie that like. You you watch it and you enjoy it as much as you would a a real ten out of ten, but you're like, you know what? I I can't really say this is the worst because it's the best. So it's a fucking eleven out of ten. So Boom. this is where we decide. This is the point where we decide: is this a bad masterpiece, or is it just a bad movie that's kind of fun? Okay, if it's a bad movie that's kind of fun. We don't ever talk about it again. Uh, I mean, you know, we may reference it time to time in a joke here and there, whatever. We don't give it any more real attention. If it is agreed in the democracy of the nightclub (laughs) that it is an 11 out of 10, then it goes up for a poll. Um, Once we have enough 11 out of 10s, we will submit a poll to you, the audience, and the internet in general where you decide which one of these 11 out of 10s gets its own true treatment midnight ritual, where we will go in-depth and give it the same treatment we would, let's say, The Witch or um, Hereditary or any other masterpiece or great fucking movie. So that's how that's going to work, guys. And I will say now, for me, Night of the Demon... 11 out of 10. 11 out of fucking 10, man. It is too good to be true. It can't be true. It it can't be. I still don't believe it sometimes. It's not a real movie. (laughs) I I can't believe it sometimes. And it it, it amazes me that there's DVD copies of it out there. For $300. One day day I'm going to get my hands on it. I swear to God. Embrace your soul, you ungrateful bitch. And stay spooky, bitches!
How do we introduce sloppy seconds? Garbage right. day. <laughs> no, I know. Well, no, that that's that. No, no, that's the segue. It's gonna do that. Um. Uh. No. 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 <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. yeah. But no. <laughs> we could we could just fart and burp into the mic. <laughs> I wish I I can't. <clears throat> man, look, y'all better hope every audience, co-hosts, everybody in the world, better hope. They don't ever invent a way for me to send you smells through the internet <laughs> because y'all are all getting fart bombed all the time. I <laughs> swear to God. From? I don't know. I was just thinking about it earlier because I was earlier while I was watching something or whatever in the chair, like I, I just ripped one and it like I had to put my shirt over my face. <laughs> it smelled so bad. And I was like, man, I wish I could just send this to somebody. <laughs> Like fuck you here. Like, hey, Smell check it. this out. And then you open the text and it's it's just Ricky's fart. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, god damn it. And you send me the little sick face emoji that's throwing up. <laughs> yeah.